You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to the final part of today's program, and that is today's Radio for Good. Now, each week, we like to end the week with something good and hear about the great work that people in our community are doing for Hong Kong. And this week, we've got Resolve, which is a local charity that aims to create a more diverse diverse and inclusive Hong Kong. Um, And to tell us a little bit more about this year's fellowship program, I'm really delighted to be joined by Phoebe Corrigan, their program director, and Lamia Rahman, who is an alumni of their fellowship program, and they'll tell us a little bit more about this year's program. Welcome to the program, Lamia and Phoebe. Thank you, Noreen. It's great to be here. Yes, it's great to see you both. And we are also live on Facebook, so I'd love for our listeners to join us there if they can. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, and feel free to weigh in, uh, feel free to join our discussion. So maybe, Phoebe, I'll start off with you first. Um, Before we talk about the fellowship program, uh, give us an idea of what exactly uh, you do um, at Resolve. Sure. So uh, Resolve was founded in 2017 with a vision of an inclusive Hong Kong where every voice has a say in its future and every person has the power to bring around positive change to their community. So the main way that we do this is through our annual fellowship program, um, which we run for emerging leaders from marginalized and underrepresented communities. And we really try and empower them to be change makers and social catalysts. Um, Aside from our fellowship program, we also do a lot of work to kind of raise public awareness around the topics of diversity and inclusion. So one of the things that we're actually currently doing is a campaign called Step Up Now, and it's a series of five really short animated videos in Cantonese with English subtitles about how to be an active bystander if you witness moments of discrimination or harassment in your daily life. They're mainly aimed at youth, but I think that they're interesting for anyone. And we're launching them for free as a just free general resource for anyone on our social media. Um, So yeah, I mean, I could go on because we do a lot of different things, but um, I think in a nutshell, we're really trying to create a more inclusive Hong Kong by um, empowering others um, to take action in their day-to-day lives. That's such an interesting angle. We'll have to revisit uh, the act of bystander. I'll, I'll definitely invite you back another time to talk about that because it's true. A lot of the times um, uh, you know, there are two types of evil, if you like to say, the ones who commit it and the ones who sort of stand there and, and do nothing. But mm-hmm. that, that's a, a topic for another time. Um, so with this week's, uh, th- th- sorry, this year's uh, fellowship program, what is the theme and how do you go about setting the theme? Yes, so it's a great question. So every year um, we have a different theme, but the fellowship model remains the same. So we're actually in our fifth year of the fellowship, which is really exciting. Congratulations. Um, and we run them as, thank you, we run them as like trilogies. So the first three were under the trilogy or under the meta theme of lifting barriers and removing stigmas. And under that, we really looked at kind of what standards of behavior are needed to create an inclusive society. And we looked at the topics of race, gender and disabilities. And we're currently on the second year of our second meta theme. And the second meta theme looks at um, dignity and social mobility for all. And through that, we really want to explore what it takes to build a better life. So we started that exploration with our 2022 fellowship, which looked at kind of 
reimagining our collective understanding of health and well-being. I think that was a very timely topic considering the pandemic and, you know, people's perception of health and well-being has changed. And it's also really one of the fundamental building blocks for creating a better and, you know, fulfilling life and dignified life. So um, we want to continue that exploration by recognising the challenges that the COVID pandemic and just the general the past few years have um, brought to um, not only the learning of the youngest generation in Hong Kong, but also just the education landscape more broadly. So even like informal types of education and learning, things have changed a lot. There's huge changes happening at very fast pace and people are having to really adapt to that in order to make sure that it remains, um, you know, something that really helps to propel the people forward in life, which ideally, if people have um, access to equal and quality educational opportunities, it really can do that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to be looking into this topic um, this year. We're working with some great people already. We have some amazing program advisors who are really experienced in this field. And um, yeah, I personally just think that education is something that everybody has an experience with. So we're not just looking for people who work in formal education settings, but and then anybody who's passionate about this topic is very welcome and encouraged to join the fellowship. Absolutely. And education should be a basic uh, human right. But it, it's really uh, shocking to know that the access to education may not be equal, even in a place like Hong Kong, where um, we are known for being so affluent. Um, and unfortunately, we don't really have equal access. And, and that, 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 that should be a, a, a sin, a crime even. Um, so going back to this year's program, um, what sorts of things can be expected? What sorts of things uh, w- will the fellows be learning? about? Sure. So every year we bring together a cohort of 20 diverse and passionate um, emerging community leaders. Um, And, you know, we do want to make sure that this program is accessible to pretty much anyone. So it's free of charge and it's run in English. Um, And we want to encourage people from marginalised and underrepresented groups, but actually also people who, you know, might not be marginalised themselves, but are really passionate about creating an inclusive society because it takes everyone um, in order to do that. So um, as part of the program this year, we will be um, hosting eight workshops for our cohort. And during these workshops, we really um, try to aim at developing their leadership skills. Within these workshops, we always bring in really fascinating and inspiring um, speakers. Some of them are actually our alumni who have gone on to do really amazing things. But it also includes kind of leading individuals um, within the thematic area in Hong Kong. And it also includes like just actually fun activities. So bonding and getting to meet and know like your peers is also a really important part. Um, And in addition to that, we therefore also host some fun activities. So there's like three fun events throughout the program as well, uh, which is really aimed at mentor uh, at kind of bonding. Um, and then the final part is mentoring. So each fellow also gets paired with a mentor. And Noreen, you were a mentor yourself a few years ago. Um, so um, the pairing happens and then there's five one-to-one pe- mentoring sessions, which is a really vital part of the program. And we always get such good feedback. Um, so it's also, you know, we're always looking for mentors as well. So if anybody's listening and thinks, oh, you know, that sounds great, please do um, apply. So, um, yeah, that's uh, the main structure of the program. And we'll be looking into all kinds of themes related to education. So whether it's 
ed tech or whether it is more looking at like formal education curriculum or um, adult learning, it could be anything. Um, so I think that there's going to be a lot of really interesting discussions that we'll be having. Yes. Well, Phoebe, speaking of alumni, I know waiting very patiently is Lamia, one of the <laughs> alumni of the 2018 uh, fellowship program. Lamia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, before I ask you sort of your take on, on the fellowship program, um, what made you sign up for the Resolve uh, fellowship program in, in back in 2018? Yeah, so back in 2018, I was a university student in HKU, and I was already doing a lot of advocacy work regarding, um, uh, you know, ethnic minorities in Hong Kong, um, whether it's like in the education setting, because I was born and raised in Hong Kong. I'm first generation Bangladeshi. I've experienced um, uh, the dualities of Hong Kong. It's filled with opportunities. And at, at the same time, there's like a little bit of a dark side to it. Um, so I got nominated uh, through Amnesty International back in the day, and uh, they told me that, okay, if you're looking to upskill the way you want to do your advocacy, I think Resolve would be one of the ways you could do it. So what they do over in the trainings is not just teach you about making connection, but also just how to um, be a good speaker. How do you uh, engage with funders who believe in your you know, project or your vision and mission? So every every workshop, there's like a theme to it and you you learn those skills and then you sort of apply it to whichever area you're passionate about so uh just to uh sidetrack a little bit like after the fellowship program um i realized that i met people from all walks of life like uh during during my year the the topic was on uh everyday discrimination everyday racism in hong kong and i met people who were domestic helpers uh, refugees and asylum seekers like we all got into the same cohort and un- and hearing their stories like sort of gave me a perspective of okay how i want to carry out my advocacy in a more inclusive way where everyone's voices are heard and you know we level the playing field um so yeah that's that's uh, how i got into resolve yeah. that's amazing and what were some of the key things that you know key takeaways that you got from the fellowship program Right. So I think one of the key takeaways is the fact that a lot of work has already been done by uh, previous advocates. So we'd have like uh, key personnel come in and and talk to them, uh, talk to us about what what work they've done in their field and how is it that they're making resources available to to people like us. And uh, I I quite quite early on realized that if I really wanted to to make true impact, I'd have to move away from raising awareness and to actually bring something where I'm actually addressing the problem head on. So um, after uh, during my fellowship, I got all the skills as to, you know, how do you make um, how do you get funders to engage with you? How do you get collaborators or partnerships? how is it that you even write a project proposal, you know, things like that. And today uh, I'm actually a co-founder of one of the startups called Seeker, which actively helps uh, visually impaired people, one of the most marginalized people in our community um, through a compact wearable service. Uh, and what we do is we offer like uh, text detection, spatial awareness, um, and even object detection just to create a mind map for them. Um, I did this because, you know, uh, when COVID hit, right, uh, I, I distributed care packages to front uh, as one of the frontliners. And I saw that NGOs were completely swamped with work and also 
um, their carers because of social isolations, they weren't really getting the services that they really needed. And I was like, okay, let's create something. But, but you know, that, that courage to take the first step actually came from the fact that I did the fellowship. I knew, I, I knew what I was, what I wanted to do and I knew how to do it. Yeah. Lamia, we need to get you back separately to talk to, on Radio for Good. You need your own segment <laughs> to talk about Seeker. That's brilliant. Um, also, out of curiosity, you know, because the, apart from you, there were other people in your cohort. What's it like networking yeah. with people from, like you said, all walks of life and, and, and looking into their stories? What, what, what was that experience like for you? I think the experience itself was uh, just really, really eye-opening. Um, because, you know, for me, I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and I do realize that I do have certain privileges, right? And then you hear stories from people in, in the domestic helper community or even like, you know, the, 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 the refugee communities, and you just realize, yes, we might have similar problems, but their problems are way deeper. And, um, you know, this their, their everyday struggles and how they get by in Hong Kong, like these stories were very eye-opening to me. And I just realized how much more needs to be done in terms of advocate, advocacy and why we shouldn't be selective about our advocacy we should be inclusive about our advocacy yeah absolutely um so what can how can the public be supporting the program this year phoebe maybe you go first Sure. So, of course, I hope that people's interest has been piqued and, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you think, well, actually, maybe I'd like to be a fellow or a mentor. If that is the case, please apply before Sunday the 19th um, of March. So that's not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. Um, you can apply by filling out the application form, which you can find on our website. Um, and um, if you're not in a position to apply this year, you can really do something amazing by nominating people who you think might be great for fellows or mentors. So Lamia just mentioned that she was nominated and actually it's a really great thing to do because not only does it help us at Resolve learn about other people in the community that we don't currently know, um, but it also gives people a little bit of a boost of confidence to actually do that application themselves. So um, yeah, nominating is really valuable. And then of course, um, you know, you can always follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletter to hear about this, but also other programs and other ways to get involved with those as well. Sharing um, news about our programs with your networks is always really helpful. And finally, if you wanted to support in a more ongoing way, um, you know, you could become a resolver, which is a monthly giver. And for small NGOs in Hong Kong, it's really valuable to our work. So, um, yeah, there's lots of ways to get involved. We also run internships and are always looking for volunteers. So um, do take a look at our website. There's lots of ways to support our work. Excellent. Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for your time this morning. And thank you so much to you, Lamia. I really enjoyed uh, chatting with both of you. And I look forward uh, to the opportunity to having you both again uh, separately or together again, uh, maybe again next year for, for, for the fellowship program of 2024. But first of all, uh, the one that's for 2023, the closing date is the 19th of March. Uh, so you can nominate uh, someone or you can put yourself forward uh, for this meaningful cause. Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time. Phoebe Corrigan, the program director, and also Lamia Rahman, an alumni of their fellowship program, talking about this year's fellowship program of Resolve. Thank you so much. Thank you, Noreen.